Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Here we are. Um, I am introducing a new friend today. We we had a short meeting, and immediately I was like, this guy, we resonate. We align. There's something going on here. There's. I think we may have a, a new friend at the podcast. Taylor Veeger um, is joining us. He's a local artist. He has moved to Waco within the last two years, three years, Almost, somewhere yeah. in that range. And um, anyone that is just doing interesting things and is living an original life, I want to talk to. <laughs> so, uh, Taylor, welcome to Good, True, and Beautiful Podcast. In person, we don't do this a lot, uh, but you're here. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, what a cool opportunity. And I love what you're doing. And I feel honored to be a part of it. Man, well, yeah. I, if... If you've never listened to one of our interviews, that is okay. I begin every conversation with this question um, of like, when you introduce yourself and your work in the world, where do you begin? And so I'll say that to you. Ooh, well, that's kind of what this whole thing is about. I, think. <laughs> um, I am Taylor Beeger. Yep. I am an AI fine art photographer. Okay. For those that don't know what AI is... Uh, that stands for artificial intelligence. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's um, there's an emergent technology and movement and paradigm that's happening now. And that's AI. Um, it's super scary for a lot of people. It's um, very confusing for a lot of people, and it's just moving super fast. Um, it's even breakneck for me, who's somebody who's reading about it all day long, using it all day long. Um, so yeah, that's the world I'm in. Uh, and it's only happened just within the year. Well, yeah. so artificial intelligence, photographer slash artist slash creative yeah. all together. Yeah. Um, maybe we should rewind a little bit okay. to how you got here. Talk to me about a little bit of those things that got you here. Photography, that you did right. that for a while. Yeah, I can go even further back. Keep going, <laughs> keep going. I uh, So uh, from Dallas, went to school at UNT <laughs> up in Denton and uh, studied cinematography and journalism. It's okay. funny how, you know, my kids are 10 and 8 right now. We're not in the sort of college prep space, but, uh, you know, skill set foundations are kind of what we talk about mm -hmm. sometimes and it's funny how you have a skill set build a skill set move in a certain direction and then god kind of comes back a decade later and yep. it's like oh well that's why that was there yep. um so i studied cinematography journalism in school um i had a dream to be a cinematographer for national geographic okay um Planet Earth had kind of yeah. just come out at that time. And I was like, oh, man, I want to be that guy up in the mountains trying to get a, a rare image of some snow leopard. Something, about, yeah. And uh, went out to L.A. I was like, I'm going to start there. Had some friends that lived out there. Got into the industry in HBO on the, this Western series called Deadwood. Okay. I was yeah. about to say, yeah. do you kind of live the entourage yeah, I mean, life? No. Well, no. <laughs> Um, and then uh, got super disillusioned with the whole industry, um, which happens. Um, came back to Texas, got married, got into um, 
human resources and operations through my uh, father-in-law worked for his big construction company for a long time and um, really just kind of fell in love with uh, building culture and mm-hmm. um, seeing how business works and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then I, uh, from that, I started to influence things with social media and content marketing. Okay. And that's kind of what started me on a, a trajectory of writing for marketing, shooting for marketing. Um, and uh, fast forward, uh, did that for a while, um, was a commercial director for a little bit, okay. um, food food specifically. And there was a time when my wife and I were having some challenges in our life. We lost a baby, had some miscarriages, and we're trying to sort of level up in a lot of ways in our life. Um, and uh, I think what we realized is that we were living out a framework of success that maybe we hadn't defined. Mm. And so we were like, well, let's try to define this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so we, we were like, we're going to move. So we... Um, we looked at all kinds of places, um, Colorado, uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, um, different parts of Texas and Kauai was a very special place for us. And, uh, my wife was like, well, let's try it. And I was like, there's no way. <laughs> and, uh, and it happened. We, um, kids got into school there. Allison got offered a job that same week as an art teacher. And, um, God just really opened that door and the barrier for entry is so high yeah. to move to an island, like schools, yeah, jobs, exactly. oh. cars, homes, you know, all the things we accumulate. Um, but it just kept, just kept kind of happening. Hmm. So we moved out there, um, used our, um, the sale of our house to start a business, a restaurant and a, uh, meat distribution brand. That was kind of like butcher box, but for Hawaii. Good. And like you do when you move to Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we opened the same month that uh, COVID really kind of uh, blew up. Wow. And so I joke with people that uh, I opened a food concept on a deserted island in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> um, our timing could not have been more worse. So. Yeah. Now, we iterated. We went through uh, Y Combinator Startup School, which oh, is yeah. kind of their online yeah. thing. So we had all the framework. We had all the, the terminology and skill set. Um, to really make it work and just nothing would help. Um, so after quite a while of trying our hardest and, uh, and just seeing where the spirit led us, we came back to Texas. So, um, sorry, it's such a long story, (laughs) but, uh, you know, we're from Dallas. We knew we didn't want to be in Dallas. Um, one, cause we still wanted to try to, maintain those definitions of success for ourselves uh to dallas was we we're sort of priced out at that yeah. point because the real <laughs> estate market just kept going up austin was too crazy and a buddy of mine zach garza lived and just moved to waco a month before and uh, he's like well come see me we were going to be in dallas for christmas so i came up or went down and uh I was like whoa this is a cool place again this is all right. or, or again this is a cool place now yeah. you know and uh, I, I just prayed about it a ton. My wife and I did. We um, convincing her was a little bit hard, mm-hmm. um, but we did. We came back here and uh, really feel like we've been able to establish some roots and right tribe and community, and it's been good. 
Talk to me about the reframing of success. Yeah, so um, we're still working on it. <laughs> I don't know that we'll ever get it figured out. Yeah, that's part of and it. And we make, uh, you know, make make mistakes, make decisions that we sort of second guess or come back on or, you know, loop to loop to. But I think what we've realized that a slower life, a more quiet life, um, is just our pace. Yeah. And Zach today was my buddy, Zach was talk. We were talking about, um, look at 150 years ago. Um, we weren't working out in gyms to stay fit. Because we were working our land yep. or making, uh, you know, axes on an anvil. Um, we weren't isolated. We had community. We were dependent on each other. Um, we made decisions with other people in mind. Um, we weren't so focused on getting rich. We were focused on, you know, provision. Mm-hmm. Quit sleep when the sun goes down. That's right, yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. Rise and set with the sun. Yep. So... Um, not to say we're not trying to get to a certain level with certain things, but that's where we want to sort of have our baseline. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So you arrive in Waco mm-hmm. and you mentioned this new realm of AI, yes, art, photography, everything that you're doing. Did you arrive at this when you got here? Did you bring it with you? How new is this? Open AI is, I don't know how old now, a year? Like, I, t- <laughs> Help me understand all of it. Man, great question. So um, we got involved with who got a, uh, this guy in Kauai, uh, who was in the VC world, the um, Silicon Valley space. Yep. Uh, super smart, so kind, just a brilliant guy, he and his wife together. Uh, named Robin Emily, and um, he was like, "There's this new thing out called ChatGPT." This was 2019. Good. Um, it don't. There's only special people have access. If you want to play around with it, you can. And so he and I and another guy, we sort of goofed around. We were writing spec scripts for Rick and Morty just for fun, yeah. just to see what it could do, and and just sort of left it at that. It was like a fun, creative experience. Um, then fast forward to. I'm doing a lot of copywriting and photography when we moved here. And um, a friend of mine was asking, you know, can you shoot food photography for a local restaurant? Um, They don't typically have great budgets. I said, well, let's see what ChatGPT and MidJourney could do. MidJourney is the generative AI tool that I use. And Ashton, it was mind-blowing. I mean, just like in seconds, I could create, uh, a food photograph that would, you know, take $15,000 in a full day and like a team of 10, you know? So help me with my redneck understanding yeah. of this. Yeah. You say, chat GPT, I want a photo of a cheeseburger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. showing a little bit of onion and yeah. a little bit of lettuce yeah. and a little bit of sauce. Uh, that's right. And some tomato. Yeah. With the light like this and the shadow like this with a green backdrop. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it spits it out. It will. Now, it's it's iterative. So you do get an incredible result. But, uh, well, you get a great result. Yeah. Uh, but it takes a fair amount of discernment, which is where my writing and photography um, experience really comes into shine. And in that you can then tweak and iterate to get something really incredible. Um, 
And so that's really the workflow. Like you can, there's sort of two ways to do it. You can sort of pack it in, build it in to the prompt uh, to get a final result. Um, or you can sort of start with a base result and then kind of whittle it down. Um, and sometimes neither of those work. Yeah. So that's, yeah. also, that's also the rub is that it's a... Um, it's an experience that requires um, a lot of faith, yeah, and a lot of openness to see where you're be- you're being led. Interesting. If that makes sense, yeah. Even the seemingly non-spiritual experience of getting a photo of a hamburger can still be that thing because it's like, well, that's not what I had originally planned, but that's a very cool story that I can tell. Interesting, yeah. So you and I in another conversation. Our only other conversation we yeah. met, we talked about this idea of the prompt, mm-hmm. prompting. Um, what's the other? What, what's the the other technology? Not Chat GPT. Uh, Mid Journey. Mid Journey. Yeah, we can get that. Mm-hmm. Mid Journey. Is that where this prompting goes into? Yes. Yeah. So that's uh, that term is very important. Um, prompting is the words you use to describe what you want the result to be. Good. Um, a lot of tech people, a lot of very smart tech specialists <laughs> will say that eventually um, AI will remove the need for skilled prompting because it will just automatically know. Um, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I use it every day, yeah. all day long. Um, and there's a huge difference between a very simple one two five word prompt versus one that um has a lot of experience behind it yeah that makes sense it can be creative but it needs some creative insight to get itself going yeah the phrase they use all the time is human in the loop which i love (laughs) so this work you do Mm -hmm. um you basically create original art that's it that people can buy yes sir all around the world all around the world um People can, is it, would it be called a selfie? Would it be called <laughs> a, uh, if they wanted something done of themselves or you, again, I'm going back to this idea of the story because mm. I've looked at your work online and there's some super cool pieces, Thank you. but there's gotta be, there's gotta be this story behind it. For sure. So are these like 50 word stories, 500 words, like how much goes into one of these images? Yeah, so I break it down into collections typically. Okay. Um, if it's the non, if it's not the commissioned, custom work. So you know, just like any other artist, there are things that I want to say, um, and I'm using this medium to say those things, um, and I'm breaking it down into collection is kind of what traditional art collectors understand, and even sort of new NFT collectors understand. So with uh, my recent collection is called Metaxi, which means in between in Greek. And the idea there is um, I really love this concept of multiple realities. Mm. And uh, the technology speaks really well to that because I can get an image of a character. And through mid-journey, through this AI generative tool, I can make very slight changes in that character, it's still the character. It's still the general themes, almost the same composition, but the eyes will change. The hair will change. The outfit will slightly change. 
And so you can iterate on that indefinitely. Mm. You could have a, a collection of 10,000, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so that, to me, speaks to this idea of multiple realities and how we make certain decisions in our lives. We go down certain paths in our lives. Um, what if we're, what if every iteration of ourselves is moving in the same direction? You know, God sets the plan. We take the steps or whatever it is, or or the opposite of that. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just love that idea. This sort of space between versions of ourselves. I, I also love this idea that, you know, we get a true picture of who God is with the more people we meet. Um, what if we get a more true picture of who we are in God by meeting more versions of ourselves? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's let's double click on. That. Okay. I, I, I'm digging this. Okay. So, um, keep kind of riffing on some of these self discoveries because mm-hmm. I, I you you mentioned to me, hey, when I found this, yeah. I really felt like felt like I've been looking for something like yeah. this. Like you, you'd done all different things. You had dreams of national geographic, yeah. but like this thing really, really got you jazzed and yeah. got, get you out of bed. Um, what else have you discovered post Hawaii? Hmm. You're in a new, you're in a new city. You don't necessarily know everyone, but you are connected to people. I, I, I come back to this idea of the prompt, right? Sure. That like, what have you learned of your own story? Like the is is how did you feel a prompting from the divine oh, to yeah. to move and, and then you as that character, right? A new version of you emerges mm. via the prompt. Man, that's great. Um I'll start with Kauai as a an illustration. Um for the for the longest time after we moved back, I was so regretful. And uh, my father-in-law, who's very wise, was like, don't be regretful, be remorseful, <laughs> and then learn from that and move on. Um, and uh, somebody told me, you know, I think the coolest thing about what I see through your story is that your kids saw you and your wife be led by the Holy Spirit, and you went out and did those things. Um, and that that really was a prompting. Hmm. Um And so that's a huge gift, Mm -hmm. huge blessing to kind of live through that. It's also a great gift to sort of now be able to see it without getting upset. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what you're talking about um, for me was this really interesting convergence of books and technology and people. Um, I found this book, The Artist's Way. Oh, yeah. And uh, somewhere. It's up there. There it is. The red (laughs) one right there in the middle. That rocked my world. Oh, yeah. Um, and it um, gave me a language, an articulation. A practice. A practice and a permission to live out who God's called me to be um, in a way that I've never really felt before. And at that same time, discovered this technology. Interesting. Um, in fact, there's. Uh, she says... Um, she talks about shadow artist. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that part? A little bit. Refresh me. So 
I was afraid to expose my artistry to the light, right? Yeah, like yeah. I was like, well, I'll be a commercial photographer. I'll be a copywriter. Um, cause those are safe and sensible in bounds in bounds. Yeah. And approved. Uh, that's exactly Culture right. Says okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, ba- um, framework for success. That's all in line. I could yep. tell my friends that that's what you do for a living. Yep. Um, and I was like, no, no more, no more of that, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's really, we talked, you and I talked before about this second naivety. That's right. Um, yep. And I really think that's what this is. It's this like metanoia, this like corner turn where I kind of have gotten a better glimpse of my own identity. Interesting. Um, and who I'm called to be, who I can say I am, who I, what I can do with that every day. Um, and then um, there's a level of like taking yourself in who you're supposed to be seriously. If that's like hey, you got one shot at this. Exactly. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the time is now. The time, by is the way. Now. Yeah. And again, it's a calling to walk into that. The Holy Spirit's saying to me, "Now it's time to do it." Um, it might be. It's going to be hard, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some challenges, and it might not look like you think it will. Um, but you know, I'm calling you to do this. And again, my wife and kids can see me do that. My friends can see me do that. Yeah. New friends like you. Yeah. Um, can recognize that. I think yeah. that was the coolest thing for me as like an uh, amplification of this for me is you saying, oh man, I see that mm-hmm. first time we met. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's easy to notice the hum within yes. someone Yeah, when it's um, aligned, centered, uh, plugged in. Maybe that's the better phrase to use when we, when you know you're in the vein. Yeah. Right. Um, those people, their their eyes glisten a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, there is a seriousness, but there's also a playful That's side. That's exactly right. Like there's a there's a yes, I do this, and I'm turning pro at this. Yeah. Um, and let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the, again, not to come back to the prompt and the technology, but that's really what it is about is play. Hmm. Because the fundamental technology behind it all is like a slot machine. Yeah. Uh, you don't usually ever know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some incredible artistry that can happen in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can stay in that sort of flow, and again, like I was working on a project for um, this one client and just this random thing popped in there. Um, Madeline Engel from uh, Walking on Water talks about this okay. in one of her books. She had a dream. I think her her kid was telling her, you should add this character. And, you know, she could have dismissed it and been like, what? That doesn't make sense. Um, But she rolled with it. She embraced this gift Hmm. and put it in and became a pivotal part of the character's development, almost as important as the character in a lot of ways. So um, it is play. It's serious play, but it's definitely play. So walk me through a day in the life, maybe a moment in the life of what does it look like when the lightning bolt of inspiration hits? Mm -hmm. How do you, uh, I'm always interested to know about how people cultivate their creativity. How do they take notes? How do they store their ideas? You know, with someone that's writing a novel, they're driving and out of nowhere, they go, Oh my gosh, what if this guy does this? Mm -hmm. Like, 
tell me when you're thinking about creating a piece, um, where have you found, or what, just, what does it look like? Yeah. To start, sure. start from, from just the first step. Okay. Um, so I will typically, um, write a little bit of a story. Okay. Um, I'm a huge fan of, um, C.S. Lewis. Yep. And the Cohen brothers. Okay. <laughs> so um, I will use um, chat GPT-4 to say, write a synopsis about blank in the voice of C.S. Lewis mixed with the voices of uh, the Cohen brothers. brothers. And it'll spit out a little thing. And then uh, I'll tweak it, edit it, change things, add things. And then I sort of have a <clears throat> story framework to go by. Um, uh, then I look for prompt images. So inspirational images. I'm a, uh, I'm an AI fine art photographer. So I'm looking at photographs. A lot of times I'll use photographs I've already taken, or I'll look at photographs that other people have taken and, um, they're, and I combine a ton of them. So I find the more you can combine, the more, um, unique the output is. Diversity uh, is good. It is good. Yeah. And um, and then it gives you, and I'll tell you why, but on the back end, I use certain prompts that give you more opportunity for what's called chaos, okay. where you get different kinds of images um, throughout the process, okay. which I, I really love. And that's the thing. When people think about using these sort of AI generative technologies for art, they think, oh, we just write this in and it spits it out. Um, you can do that. Um, but the, the artistry is, is the iterative process. Yep. Sometimes thousands of iterations before you land on one and it's taken, you know, weeks or months and a lot of, um, discernment. Is there a fee every time you hit submit? There is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's broken down in what's called tokens, which is, um, if you're in the crypto web three space, that's kind of normal technology, uh, terminology. Um, so yeah, I have the, I have the pro because I use quite a few hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, it's you can use fast or slow hours, um, and I used fast because I'm iterating okay. pretty quickly. So I'll take those images, I'll take my story, um, and uh, I use um, specific camera language to get certain looks. Good. Um, bokeh, you know, film grain catch lights in the eyes. Um, I use framework lighting when I shoot. So I'm looking for backlight, maybe under light a little bit. Um, I love golden hour. Yep. Um, and are these like parentheses golden hour? I'm just interested yeah, as to how you it. put this in. That's there. it. Yeah. Comma golden hour. Yeah. Wow. So and, you're just dreaming, envisioning mm -hmm. Ooh, What if this, what about that? Sprinkle a little bit of that in that's there. Right. Yeah. And then you hit submit. It gives you an image. You say, and now I want a little bit more of this. And it kind of gives that's something right. new again. Yep. Each time a little bit different. That's correct. Yeah. But it could be very different. It could be based on your, your prompt workflow. And then now Midjourney has this new thing called in-painting. Um, that's not actually what it's called, but that's what the community calls it. Um, and you can draw on the image um, and then add a prompt to that section. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. When you sell a piece of this mm -hmm. art, 
Does the story come with it? It does. Yeah. Do the uh, do, do the the other prompts? How what what does that look like? Because I'm sure that's a whole new experience for you know who may be drawn to this work. Yeah. Right? Well, oh man, there's a lot to unpack there. That's gr- that's a great question. So you get a uh, a piece IRL, um, a printed on printed on museum quality paper, really nice print. It's it's. Not a print, though, if that makes sense. Okay. It's printed, okay, just like a photograph would be printed, yep. but it's not a print from a collection because every piece is unique. Okay, um, so that that's an, again the technology is speaking to a new experience with the art. Um, so you get that. I have different sizes. I like to go big. So the the state it's already a statement piece. So why okay. not make it a real statement piece? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, then, and by big, give me some reference. Uh, Forty-eight by sixty. Okay. That's the biggest yeah. I could go. Now, now with new, with new AI, um, upscale technology, you can go twenty k, forty k. I mean, you could go, presumably, to the size of a building. Yeah. Um, it's, it can get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm not going that big though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so the story uh, I input to another AI workflow and the character will write you a letter. Okay. In its voice with its backstory. Okay. Then you can write it a letter and you, and I step out at that point and it's between you and the AI character. You can create a pen pal. Um, Interesting. Experience. Is this an email back and forth? It's, How uh, does this work? It's a written letter. It's a written yeah. It's letter. typed. It's typed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, what and and what is that interface called? That's that you used to do that. Uh, Lettergram. Lettergram. Yeah. It's super lo-fi. I mean, I have no clue about any yeah. of these worlds. But this is the beauty of ChatGPT, GPT four, um, and then this new thing coming out came out two days ago, one day ago, called GPTs. Okay. And the GPT store. It's basically anything you're going to build on. It's like an app store. For it, it is. It is. And I think that's a, that's huge news that everyone needs to know about because anything you build on top of their API, um, they're going to incorporate somehow anyways. Yep. Um, so why not go through their platform? And so if you and I wanted to create um, a pen pal app, um, with AI, we could do it through that very, very easily and quickly. Wow. Yeah. So the speed that this stuff is moving yeah. is unlike anything we've ever seen it's before. Every day, every day, you open your inbox or log in online mm-hmm. and your mind's a little more blown. It's true. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. Um, and I think two things happened just about a month ago that are the most important things. One, um, now ChatGPT has voice, so you can speak to it. Um, and the the IVR, the turn taking, all that sort of voice recognition mm-hmm. is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can read images, um, and and very surprisingly tell you what's in those images. Um, and uh, and then you can talk to it. The other thing is we're going to see, I think, AI incorporate into technology that's very innocuous or maybe we use every day and not even be aware of it. 
so it, it's going to become part of our lives and it is in a lot of ways already. Um, so my take on that is this is, this is a technology and an artistic opportunity where I'm kind of at the beginning of it. Sure. I, I've been able to embrace it and get good at it. And so I'm like, let's go, yeah. let's take the ride. Let's ride the wave, you know. How many of these a day are you working on? Well, the um, collections are a little bit easier. Um, I've been doing a ton. This is a surprising thing. I've been doing a lot of custom pieces, okay. so commissioned portraits. Um, I guess it shouldn't be surprising because I look back at, you know, like Menet or John Singer Sargent. You know, a lot of their body of work were portraits. Paint me, Paint please. Me. Yeah. <laughs> And it was such a like marker for success. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, those take quite a bit of time because uh, there are specific things that people want. Um, and then trying to match someone's face mm-hmm. um, is hard. Give it a year. I bet it'll be much easier. Is So someone wants a uh, Taylor Vigor AI selfie created. Mm-hmm. Do you take a photo of them? I do. This? Yeah. Okay. I, if they're local or if they're in Texas, I uh, prefer to take a photo uh, that I can take. Um, if they're far away, I have a few in California. Um, I just say, send me four or five yeah. of you straight on and a couple from different angles. And again, the more you put into the beginning, the better the AI can sort of match you. Mm-hmm. Um, takes your face as an approximation for the character that you're building. And then you go back in on that back in and you match the faces. And do they bring you a prompt? Do they say, hey, let me tell you a little bit about this story about me that yeah. I want you to write about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, wh- and what have you learned about humans <laughs> yeah. that they share with you about well, their AI selfie that they want you to create? That's a great question. I have like an intake form uh, with some great deep philosophical questions from my copywriting days um, that really parses out some great visuals that represent kind of what people want. Um, a lot of people want like, um, helmets and weapons <laughs> and just, uh, uh, I would be man. so curious. I feel like yeah. you could learn so much about someone. Totally. Yeah. And what makes them tick mm-hmm. by just, uh, Hey, fill this out for me yeah. uh, as I make this piece of art that happens to be about you. Yeah. What do you wish you looked like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I have one client in um, Paris. Um, we're kind of working on a collaborative project together, and she had mentioned um, a compilation of younger versions of herself, which I thought was really interesting. Interesting. So there's different there's different ways you could take it that we haven't really explored yet. Yeah. You could, you could track one's physical evolution. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then layer story over that. Yeah. Which that could be kind of cool. Well, I can't remember which, uh, painter it was. Um, Spanish, I think anyways, he was like the court painter. Okay. Um, I'll describe him and then listeners can say who this was. Um, Black, amazing conquistador mustache, long black hair. Um, and then the king was a redhead. I'm, it was Spain. 
Anyways, he painted him over his lifetime as king. And the painter was so good that the king was annoyed because he was able to see how much he was aging. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we don't have photos. No. That's what they had. Yeah. That's interesting. So I think he ended up becoming like a really high up person in the court who didn't paint anymore. He was <laughs> like, you're special to me, but don't do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you still do the artist's way every I day? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what have you noticed? What's happened within you as you've discovered this new thing? The the thing I took away most from it was um, tangible things, daily tangible things, um, are the notes, yeah. the I mean, and the artist dates. Okay, and then the God jar. Do you remember okay. the God jar? I don't remember. The God so jar. it's a it's a jar. Um, or a bowl or something and any dreams, worries, doubts, fears, anxieties, hopes you write down, put it in there and then understand that God's transforming that thing. Um, so I don't know. It's this cool thing where I can put it tangibly some way it's a out of my mind. Yeah, exactly. A physical yeah. place and then know that it's being worked on. Yeah. Um, that the artist date, Second most important, um, I try to go for trail runs at Cameron Park or Woodway Park with my dog, Rosie. And um, that time is like so holy. Um, So I'm praying, I'm singing, I'm running, um, I'm outdoors. And that's where I get my best ideas. So, so I just to riff off of that and making it physical, um, I've often thought when it comes to either fears or dreams, Mm -hmm. right? Something does happen Mm -hmm. once it is made known. Yeah. Right. Like there's, there's something about even just saying, I'm a little nervous today. Yeah. Just getting that out gets it out of the cells. Right. Yeah. Writing it down or I'm dreaming of this by 2045. Mm -hmm. Now it's physical. Now there's something there. Um, well, so right there with you on that. I, that's cool. And let me, if you don't mind, take it back to the art for a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of in these, in between Metaxi, my collection egg, uh, two types of collectors. One is traditional collector who collects fine art, photography, um, abstract expressionism, whatever for their house or office to physically look at it, to be in that space, to enjoy it to contemplate it for it to move them. And then this other group who collect NFTs Mm. and they're not printing them out. They're not, it's part of this digital world. Right. Um, and some right now, not even that web three, I don't think is developed enough for it to be enjoyed in those traditional senses within like, you know, meta or anything like that. Um, so there is something about that tangible thing that I wish the NFT people would, would uh, embrace. Yeah. Cause you sense? can't experience it. Right. Unless you're somewhere digitally yes. in that realm. That's right. Yeah. It's not like you p- keep them in your pocket. Yeah. It's NFTs. Yeah. But there is, I mean, my family has forever had pretty big art collections from Santa Fe and things like that. And so I understand the value of um, a piece that speaks to you mm-hmm. 
honestly just remembering like where you were in life when you bought that yeah. piece like there's there's even more than just the piece yeah that's right there's like there was a sunny day mm-hmm. it was a snowy day yeah i could smell the pinyon wood like there's yeah. all these things that go in that that anchors us in this art that we put in our homes yeah um and so i i, I just love hearing that even though you are doing a, all of this digitally you love to see it become physical too. yeah there's an artist I uh, really love named John Flaming. My father-in-law and mother-in-law collect a lot of his work. So it's become um, visually part of our family experience. Mm-hmm. And they've gifted us a piece, and it is, like, so coveted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, each one of my wife's siblings got one, too. Right on. That's cool. Um, so... You're right, man. It's like um, you remember where you were. You remember you brought it. We brought it with us. Did we bring it with us to Kauai? I think we did. Yeah. Um, if we didn't, we made sure somebody took real good care of it while we were gone. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you you take it with you and it, yeah. it lives with you. Yeah. So what's currently keeping you curious? I mean, I know we've just been talking about that, but. Man, that's a great question. Is there a community of people that you you're leading you're a part of like who's your tribe Mm. in this realm you gotta you gotta think that there's some dudes that you're sharing riffs with every day like hey check this out yeah there's a um there's a startup that i'm uh the ambassador one of the uh community ambassadors with it's called hive three it's a uh competition framework for AI artists. Um, so it's very cool. Um, and I got to, te- I've been teaching through there, which has been interesting. I think I like being a teacher. Uh, Hive three. Hive three. Good. Yeah. Um, can anybody attend any- a class at, in Hive three? If you're in the Hive, <laughs> then you can. In the hive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you sign up, you're a, you're a prompt artist. Um, there's challenges that have prizes. So it's, it's gamified. Okay. It's a really fun way. Um, but for me, it's been on my heart this past six months to build community, Hmm. um, build community and collaborate. I think that's where really God's leading me right now. So I've met some really great artists through there, um, starting some NFT projects, which I don't have any NFTs. I mean, I collect them, but I haven't made one and Mm -hmm. I'm interested to do that. Um, still want to tie it back to the IRL somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that community also, um, the Web3 crypto space is really interesting. Mm. Those people are building some really cool stuff. Um, and they also just want to talk about good food mm-hmm. and working out. And you know what I mean? Like, um, I got invited to uh, this thing called Workcaster. And um, it's basically social media for those that group of people. Okay. And um, there's, an, there's an AI channel, which I'm kind of on but uh, for the most part it's like they're saying stuff so advanced i don't really know what they're saying uh oh. most of the time uh but they do want to you know know where they should go in Kauai if they go visit yeah uh, so interesting yeah web3 crypto who do we need to pay attention to in this space solana cardano polka dot who is who, who, who are we taylor veer oh, taylor veer there you go yeah that's what we need <laughs> Man, I have no idea. I just know about ETH. 
That's it. Okay, so yeah. a lot of this happens on that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the the highway mm-hmm. for some of this. Some again, I need a redneck understanding of yeah, well, the blockchain. And so I've I've heard people go think railroads and highways, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And this is so interesting. We're having this conversation because NFT art in the mainstream um, is quote unquote ninety nine. 0.5% worthless. Board apes. Yeah. Uh, crypto punk, uh, crypto punk, punks. Yeah. yeah. But if you talk to any NFT collector, they think that's hogwash and they love their NFTs and they're going to hold on to them and they're going to buy more of them. Um, so guessy that baseball cards. That's right. That's what some <laughs> people say, but I love how confident they are. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's headed this way. Yeah. But it's also like what you said about, your piece of art that reminds you of Pinon from Santa Fe. Yeah. Like there is something about that um, that is built in that just makes them smile. Yeah. You know, um, I can't remember where I was going with that. No, you're good. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I forgot. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh man, I love that question. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, man, <laughs> Buy more hats. Buy more hats, yes. <laughs> um, be patient with yourself. Um, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Stay away from seed oils. Seed oils. <laughs> yes. Uh, Buy more bourbon and hold hold on to it. Yeah. Oh, man. What else do you need? Yeah. You exactly. got hats, yeah. bourbon. I'm good to go. Peace of mind. That's freedom. exactly right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that. So if um, some of our listeners want to follow like mm-hmm. what you're up to in the world, where do we send them? Yeah, man. I am on Instagram, Taylor Veeger, my full name. Uh, my website's taylorveeger.art. Spell Veeger for us. Z is in Victor, I-E, G-E-R. Okay. Um, oh, I have a my first uh, exhibition nice. coming up in Austin. So it uh, opens December 1st at the Sea Gallery as part of the Dab Art Collective. Uh, Where is Sea Gallery? It's in Sea uh, Like Spanish. Okay. Um, it's in Austin. Um I'll send you the address. Yeah. But uh, the collection, the uh, exhibition is called Hats Off. And yeah. a lot of mine are, you know, hat inspired. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you can come hang out with me on December 1st. Uh, wear your best hat. I love that. And then uh, it'll be going uh, through February. So I'm excited about Dude, that. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, how'd you cross paths with those guys? I applied. And uh, that's interesting. You know, a lot of times it doesn't land yeah um but i think the the hats and the local texas flair really helped so yeah yeah i love that yeah um well dude this was fun thank you for joining me and sharing your story of course man. i think yeah. what you're doing is very cool stay curious and uh, we'll have to have you on again i would love that man you're a treasure <laughs> and i'm glad we're friends I i'm so friends. glad we're friends okay good we will keep doing this and uh i'm gonna have you uh help my hat game let's go well. that's good that's what we need <laughs> that sounds good <laughs>